welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara and Garrett Price. Hey, how's it going? Well, it's good and good over here. Yeah. You know, Odell Beckham came to town the other day, yesterday, I Monday. Didn't, I didn't hear anything about that. Oh, I was all up on it. <laughs> when the tribe opener rocked my Odell jersey. I saw you. I laughed. Yeah. I cried. I had to explain to some people I that came. when I showed those pictures that you are actually colorblind, and that's why you had all your Indians gear, and then you just threw the brown and orange over top of it. I said, this, this man's colorblind. I mean, Do not judge him. I am colorblind, but like it just <laughs> I was rocking my Indians gear. My wife's like, why are you wearing a Browns jersey? I'm like, Odell's coming to town today. I got to represent. I was like, it's snowing outside. We're going to watch baseball. It's football weather. I was like, the Browns would be so good this year, I'm just going to start tailgating now. Nice. That really... So that's how it all broke down. All right. I understand the color scheme wasn't right. <laughs> what was it going to do? <laughs> just now, bad. did you tailgate outside of Brown Stadium and then walk all the way to Cleveland or the uh, progressive field? Because that's, that's a haul. Yeah, I don't do that kind of stuff. That's, okay. I don't walk or run. <laughs> you looked like you were in a parking lot very close to the stadium. I could, I could see where you were at. Yeah. No, I was uh, – yeah, right about – yeah. I go to the same place every year. My buddy's – he's – our friend is uh, yeah. a manager for like Miller Lite, so I drink for free every year. Yeah. It's it's glorious, pretty great. Just an yeah. unlimited amount of alcohol at my fingertips every year for tailgate for the Browns games or the or sorry Indians games. In, Indians games, so it's fun. So we're back here today, not talking baseball, uh, unless you guys want to talk baseball. We can talk baseball. I'll talk baseball. I mean, the tribe needs to get the bats going a little bit. But. <laughs> okay, nobody likes to tribe on us. Um, a couple of news and notes before we get into our second tier of running backs here. Last week, if you missed it out on it, uh, we covered the first batch of running backs here in our podcast episode one, the 2019 rookie class. This week, we'll cover the second part of that. Now, there will be some running backs on here that you probably like, oh, why didn't you cover this guy? Well, we have limited time. That's why. So guys like Miles at Gaskin, uh, you put out a thread today, Garrett, about uh, – who Darwin Thompson? You like him? I do. I he snuck into my top ten. So okay. top I ha- ten, huh? I, I have him at well at ten. That's top ten, Gary. But it is top it ten. Is top ten. Uh, so you know, there's, there's some more guys we're going to talk to after the NFL draft is when we know where everybody is, who gets drafted. The the in depth analysis is going to get a lot deeper here on some running backs. We could break them down a little bit better. So we still have a lot of receivers to cover. This is a deeper receiver class. We're probably going to do three episodes on receivers, which we're going to start next week with the big guys. You know, Nikhil Harry, A.J. Brown, Akeem Butler, D.K. Metcalf. He's pretty big. He is a big guy. You think I can beat up D.K. Metcalf? No, not no. a chance. Nope. Do you think the three of us combined could beat up D.K. Metcalf? Probably not. No. Yeah, probably not. No. Yeah. I never took unless unless I did a zigzag pattern to surprise him and then he wouldn't be able to keep up with me and then maybe somebody swept the legs. true. The Dude, agility. I saw him running a route versus error today on Twitter, and somebody's like, "Oh, who said DK can't run routes?" And I'm like, "Well, that's a nice little route, a little you know, quick out route, you know, and the comeback he ran." And I was like, "Okay, all right, but it's versus error." So did, really did you see the route something. against like the fifty-something-year-old position coach? I did see that. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, "Oh, he looks so good." I was like. Well, yeah, of course. The yeah. dude, the dude's ready for retirement. If that guy fell over. We, we need help getting up. So, um, news and notes. Uh, Isaiah Correll signs in Oakland. That's kind of news. Right. Uh, does he slot? I mean, he slots in right now as a starting running back, right? Unless Chris Warren beats him out. 
Yeah. I'm team Chris Warren, Jalen Richard. Well, I mean, it'll, it'll only take a little bit of time to, for them to figure out what, what he's all about. I mean, he does break off big runs, but uh, he does, you know, run the back of linemen sometime. And yeah, doesn't he? There's a running back on here that I literally compare exactly. We're about to talk to you about today. My comp to him is exactly Isaiah Correll. That's okay. my comp to him. Well, I guess um, we'll find out who that is later. And uh, Jordy Nelson retires. Jordy Nelson retired. Yeah. Duke Johnson requested a trade. Well, he he stayed away from uh, um, the start of OTAs because he he thinks he's going to get traded, right? I mean, that's he has to be traded. Has he, too. Did he actually physically ask? Okay, yeah, that's what Mary Kate Cavett, the plane dealer, reported. Oh, I must have missed that. Uh, really right. hope he goes to the Eagles or Texans would be really nice. In my eyes, I think that's where he'd really strive. Uh, remember, in the podcast over a month ago, we said, "Hey, trade for Duke Johnson now," because if he gets traded, this is a very viable fantasy option. Only a couple of years removed from being a running back one. He, he's caught the third most footballs since 2015. He's averaging over four yards per carry. He's a very viable fantasy football option. Um, again, he might not be the main guy between the tackles, but when it comes to fantasy football, he's very viable. And he's still super young, so he's somebody I'd love to have on my roster, definitely once he does get traded, which is going to happen eventually, soon. I would think so, but it sounds like the Browns aren't willing to just give him away either, so it might take a little bit longer. It might be one of those draft day type of things before he actually finds a home. It may be. Let's dig into this class, shall we? Um, no, we actually forgot about Jordan Howard getting um, shipped over to the Eagles. Okay. So I just wanted to mention that before we moved on. Yeah, so I I don't know. I've been sitting here for two years saying trade Jordan Howard, like literally for two years. After his first big year, I said, hey, trade this guy. He has the worst hands in the NFL when it comes to running backs, literally the worst hands in the NFL. I've said it a thousand times. Uh, he's a he's He's just a usage back. Is what he is. He's a volume guy. He, he just he needs a ton of carries. So I mean, he's going basically. It's a parallel system, you know. I mean, Chicago and and Philly, they're all coming from the Andy Reid system, basically. So it, it's a very parallel type of move. But the big question is, is he going to get the kind of workload that he got in the past? Depends on the draft the guy. Right. So right now, it's I think it's, his value is a bit up in the air. But well, Gary, you can't saying draft, that he he holds value still. I see people talking about him as like a legitimate RB2, and I think uh, best-case scenario, he's a low-end RB3. So if there's somebody in your league that values him anywhere near an RB2, I'd sell. Yeah, they run him like RB2. He's more like RB poo. No, thank you. <laughs> Get rid of that. Jump on that. I mean, sometimes a, a, a team change like that, uh, a quick one like that, it's a good opportunity to sell. Just get out. I mean, I'd settle with a late first this year if somehow I can get it, like 112. When you're looking at a guy who is a, a contender, you know, that's that's going to be your best bang for your buck at this moment. Somebody who's a contender that wants a running back that does not feel good about this running back class, definitely the depth at it where they feel like the top three guys in Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, and Josh Jacobs are going to be gone. Maybe they settle with a guy like Jordan Howard, which sure. would, I think would be a mistake. I think if Duke Johnson went there, he'd be a more viable fantasy option than Jordan Howard. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. So, and then, I mean, do we really think they don't draft somebody here, like anybody? They didn't give up much for Howard. They gave up a sixth round pick that become a, could become a fifth round pick in the twenty twenty draft. So oh. it, they they gave up pretty much nothing to get him. Pretty much nothing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jordan Howard once again sell him. What do you? I mean, again, do you think first is like a late, very late first is way out of the realm of possibilities? I mean, if I owned him, I would 100% take that. I don't think that necessarily would line up for what I would give for him, though. You know what I mean? I would mean? try to get, like, for, like, a player value, I think, would be a sneaky good steal. Like, I would love to get, like, Curtis Samuel, yeah. personally. That's what I would love to get. Yeah. So, like, like, if I want to help a receiver, like, that's a guy who I think would you could easily get 
that's totally underrated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, an upside high receiver upside, for sure. Young wide receiver, that'd be great. Yep. Now let's talk about Curtis Samuel. I saw a good tweet, and the reason I brought his name up too is like, you know, Curtis Samuel is on my uh, sneaky buy list here at the end of the season, and I was looking. Somebody tweeted out the stats. His comps to DJ Moore last year were very similar, scoring more touchdowns. So I'm a big uh, Curtis Samuel proponent. We're moving these running backs now. Let's move into the running backs. Yeah, the 2019 rookie running backs. Part do. If you don't speak French, that's number two. Nice. Yeah, I'm bilingual. Super talented. Partially. Yeah, I know. Partially just, bilingual. I know Garrett's new here, but he's going to find out real quick how talented I am. Yes. Multi-talented. Mm-hmm. Wait till he sees a crystal balls job on his table. Yeah, it's, it's, be it's blown away. It's disgusting, Garrett. Their, their gleam <laughs> of awesomeness. First guy here we're going to talk on the list here is Damian Harris out of Alabama. Five foot ten, two 216 pounds, ran a four five seven forty. Now, this guy was the number one running back uh, recruit for USA Today coming out of college or entering college. He's one of those guys that just does everything good, you know. Nothing great, catches the ball, pass protects, uh, runs between the tackles well. Not a lot of great bursts, more of a power runner. Uh, kind of like get what you get. Doesn't really create a lot for himself he'll, there. He'll block what's there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, moves the, He's just a ball mover. And he's somebody for me that, when I see him, that's so why I said it, he's just a nice, solid running back. He's definitely between the tackles. He's 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 he is a north-south runner. I think he catches the ball pretty good out of the backfield, and and you know, in the right system, in the right situation, this is a guy that could be viewed as like a, a three-down type of guy that doesn't have to come off the field in the NFL, at least in my opinion. The possibilities there. I mean, to me, I mean, it's weird. You know, he doesn't have a lot of tread on his tires. He actually got the he got lower carries his senior year mm-hmm. than before, but that's Alabama. They wrote those, you know you got when you got Josh Jacobs there and Najee Harris, it's going to be a three headed monster there. He's a one cut runner that can get up field speed. I mean, it's it's forty times pretty good at four five seven, right? Definitely for like a guy of his stature. But for me, it's just somebody I don't know. You like you said you liked him more after watching this tape. I I did. I mean, just the more I dug into it, the more. The more I, I, it almost made me think back to last year when, when we were, we, it's not like we didn't like Nick Chubb, but we liked Sony Michelle more. And obviously, this is like a very, you know, it's kind of running parallel where, where we really like Josh Jacobs. And I just didn't want to discount what Damian Harris was also doing because Josh Jacobs was so much better. Do you know what I mean? It's just one of those things. I think this guy can be good. I didn't want to make the same mistake that I, I kind of made uh, bumping Nick Chubb down last year a little bit a little bit too far, in my opinion. Yeah, but you remember when we bumped Nick Chubb down, we were concerned coming up to injury if he can get to that. Our only concern with Nick Chubb coming in the last year, I remember this very clearly, was could he get to the outside edge? And then he ran his 40, uh, and we're like, yeah, he, he's going to be fine with the speed. We were, we were curious about his speed. And then, obviously, we saw this year. It was not an issue whatsoever. Right. To me, it's I'm not worried about Harris. It's just he's I don't see him as an outside runner. I see him as an in between the tackles runner, kind of a you know, like you said he can use his hands. Twenty two catches last year. His his catches went up. Well, so, oh, not every single year. Went 14, 12, 22. but it, it it went up. And it's not like he's a complete liability in that area. He reminds me of a guy that I think will be a better real life football player than fantasy football player. He can do a little bit of everything. He's going to be a coach's dream in that sense because any scenario you want to plug him into, he'll be fine. He'll be able to do that job. But I don't. I don't ever see him being one of those those running backs that you're excited to have on your team. It depends where. I guess it would depend. Like we mentioned beforehand, where these guys land. You know, 
if Damian Harris lands in Tampa and he's the guy, then, okay, there's a lot more to like there about Damian Harris. But is he that guy? Does he hit? I just don't see the upside, even with some of the other guys we're going to talk about or guys that we've already talked about with Damian Harris. I, I agree with you. Like, he's one of those guys, you look at him, you, you, there's not a lot to nitpick, nitpick, nitpick about him because he's a, he's a solid running back, but there's nothing, like, overly special about it. You know, like, there's nothing that's going to come out here and say, like, Jordan Howard, like, when he runs the ball, like, he's a solid north-south runner. Can't Now, there's a lot of negatives to this game, too, but, like, overall as a runner, like, he's a solid runner. Not fantastic. You give him a lot of carries. You give him 20 carries a game. He's going to get you a 1,000 yards rushing. Damian Harris obviously brings the passing element into the game. But, again, nothing overly special there you don't watch him break out big runs uh he's a grinder he's definitely between the tackles yeah. type of grinding grinding running back he is going to be he's going to be volume dependent but given the right system and given the right workload i think he'd be viable to me right now he's locked into second round pick yeah. uh, mid-range just an opportunity depends where he lands you know if damon harris lands in dallas right like that's a poo-poo platter everywhere. It, he drops to what third round, right? You know, even mm-hmm. you know, Z's, if you have Zeke here and draft him as his backup there. What if he lands in a place like Houston, where he's got a sliver of an opportunity there to be a guy, but it's not like a a full out. Hey, this is your job. Where, yeah, where would you value him then? Well, Houston's been desperately trying to reduce Lamar Miller's cat- like carries. That would be a great slant spot for me. Because, again, he can catch the football as well. So, on a team that has offensive weapons with Will Fuller, Kiki Kuti, DeAndre Hopkins, and Deshaun Watson, a lot of things would open up for him as well there. So, but again, I mean, for, here's the thing. When you look at some of these guys like in Alabama, right, and then same thing with like Oklahoma, these guys have these nice, great, big offensive lines. Like, I expect you to do a little bit more. And you have outside weapons. You have two-way quarterback to open things up and those – all the running backs they do have, I expect a little bit more out of a guy that was coming out with his, that was touted so highly coming out of high school. So to me, I expect a little bit more out of Damian Harris. So if you're going to go that kind of school and you're going to be on that kind of platform, like I expect to see more given the opportunity that you're going to get. And when he ran the ball again, I didn't come away like, oh, this is bad news. Like some of the guys we talked about last week or some guys we're talking about today, I just didn't see anything overly special. Almost a jag. Is the way I look at it. Just another guy can get out there. Yep. Like we mentioned Isaiah Correll. You know, Isaiah Correll, a good running back? Yeah, he's a good running back. Is he somebody you're going to go love to have on your dynasty team to go help you win a championship? No. But at times, he's going to help you win some games. But he's not somebody you're going to rely on a week-in, week-out basis. Does he have the talent to be a week-in, week-out dynasty starter? Yes. Does he have somebody that you're going to draft in the first couple rounds of your startup draft? No. I don't see it. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that either. But. I just thought he. I just thought he. I came away a little bit more impressed than my initial, I guess, thought on the guy, which is why I thought it, a little bit higher of him than than initially. Yes, he came in right where I thought he was being. Okay. You know, because after watching some Jacobs tape, you know, you got a, I got a little glimmer of him there. Just being in Alabama, you got to see him a little bit more over the last couple of years, and just always is like, oh, okay, yeah, he's okay. Like, there's nothing special about him. So we'll see where it lands. We'll have our overall rankings here when after the NFL draft. But right now, like I said, I, I'd slap him right in the second round, and I could see him, if anything, in the right spot moving up. But if anything, I could see him falling, right? Because yep. I again, I'm I'm going right where I was last weekend, guys. Like I I after these first couple running backs, I'm taking receivers and tight ends. That's that's where I'm at this draft. I'm, oh, up, I'm still there with you. Yeah, I'm holding sure. off to 2020 yep. for my running backs. I'm gonna add my depth everywhere else, and then next year I'm gonna pound the running back position. Yep. Pound it, pound it, pound it, like it was my wife inappropriate sir that's a very inappropriate joke garrett's new here he is new he is new <laughs> that's not even, doesn't even happen i wasn't i wasn't ready for that, that that's was, not even, 
That's not even a true story. I just totally was being facetious on that. So she doesn't listen. Thank God. Uh, let's move on here. Next running back we're going to talk about Penny Benny Snell out of Kentucky. Five foot ten, two hundred twenty four pounds. We're in a four six six forty, a seven point oh seven three cone, a four three three twenty. I don't think a seven oh seven three cone is not that bad for a guy of his stature. It being five ten two twenty four, that's a pretty good three cone. Yeah, that's a nice. Uh, that's in a my nice eyes, this guy was a touchdown machine at Kentucky. He had forty eight touchdowns in three years. He is a power north south runner. That's what he does best. But I mean, I mean, he's got little to no burst. I mean, this guy is just that's, like yep. here I am, here I go, no wiggle to me. I honestly, if I look at when I look at him, I'm looking. I think he's best suited to be a fullback. Personally, that's what when I saw him play, I was like, he'd be a pretty good fullback. You know, like a little lead runner there, little bowling ball guy there, red zone uh, running back. He pass protects well, but he doesn't hit the hole very fast. He's slow behind the line. Doesn't get outside very well. Uh, is not used a lot, but can catch the football in the flat and in the screen. I, I, I did I did notice that he had, he had some nice natural hands. Um, I, I did write that he doesn't he doesn't lose much speed when he changes directions, but that's because he's not going too fast. <laughs> but uh, but I, but this is a guy that I think he's I think he's more than just a fullback. But I can see what what you why you say that. I guess he's a he's a bigger guy and he's he doesn't have another gear in my opinion either. So that's. It's another one of these guys that's a little bit – he's a little bit hard to nail down. Is he one of these guys that's trying to be one of these patient runners, which is why he's slow to the line, like you say, or is he just not that fast? It, sometimes it's a hard it's a hard thing to pick up on tape. I think uh, I'm, I'm going to be higher on Benny Snow than it sounds like you guys probably are. Um, part of it is when you see a running back produce at an early age, his breakout age was early, he, he produced as a freshman, had a great sophomore campaign um, – then he's he's running in the SEC. I mean, right. he's going up against mm-hmm. the best defenses that that you're going to see. Um, and he produced. Plus, he he was their offense for for the most part. Like you knew the ball was going to Benny Snell. Yes, he's not overly fast and and he's not overly quick. Um, and I'm going to give this comp, and it's going to sound like this means I don't like him, and 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 I, and I do. But I think he is a rich man's Jordan Howard. Um, he's got a little bit better hands. He's got a little bit more wiggle. He's got a little bit more speed, not a lot more in any of those areas, but I think he's an upgraded version. Um, if you had like, you know, in 2k, if you had a little bit of extra VC, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and you did gave it to Jordan Howard, that, that would be Benny Snow. Okay. To me, when, when you give me like a breakout age on a guy like him and his stature, I expect a guy that's 5'10", 224 that can run a four six to score a lot of touchdowns in college. Like there's, you know, I expect him to run over some kids. You know what I mean? I expect him to to dominate there. I don't expect him to be, to do that at the next level in the NFL. Uh, I just don't, I don't see, again, he would have to get so many carries to be fantasy relevant. Like it just, to me, again, he falls in a category of like, can he help an NFL team? Yeah. Like I said, that's why I gave him the fullback, you know, kind of cop. I just don't see anybody putting Benny Snell in there to be a starter. You know, like any team saying, yeah, this is our guy. He's going to carry us and help us win a Super Bowl at all. It's just, he's not fast enough. He's just not fast enough. There, he, to me, he's a really almost one dimensional runner. I know he, he caught a couple footballs in a flat, but if you draft him, I don't, you're not really going to overutilize him in that position. To me, he's not quick enough to get to the outside edge. He's going to be in the between tackles runner, first, second down kind of guy. Maybe gets 10, 12 carries a game on your NFL team. 
Not really somebody you're going to start on a week-in, week-out basis. Maybe somebody gets hurt and you can get to that 20 carries a game there. But, again, I don't see him being the guy. Uh, doesn't look terrible, but doesn't look great. I mean, again, it kind of goes back to Damian Harris. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, like I don't want to kill the guy on his tape, but it's, he doesn't do anything really great. I, here's the thing. When I look at running backs, I want them to have some burst to their game. Sure. You know, that's one thing that I really want them to have. You know, we talk about a three-cone drill a lot. That'd be agile. And Which is wasn't bad. Some later, lateral ability. Again, for his size, it's it's not bad for yeah. his size. But, again, the holes are so much smaller and limited in the NFL. you got to have that extra little burst just to get through there, right? And then Matt, Matt said maybe it's his, his vision. I didn't see that Washington tape, though. I didn't see that. I just saw a lumbering running back that is a big dude that can get the job done, definitely at the college level. I have some concerns about him getting it done at the next level in the NFL. I mean, at this point, too, anything after running and, – and you basically said it before, but anything after three or four on our running back list – are all flyers. They're all guys we're just taking a chance on. Um, and so he's a guy that I think will do enough of the the things that coaches will like that he could accidentally get a job quicker than some of these other guys might. Yeah, I, I think a lot of guys we're talking about are going to end up on NFL rosters. Right, but I mean, I think he could fall into a job if the injuries go the right way where some of these other guys, I'm, I, I think they're going to be buried. Some there's, of just, there's a couple other guys we're even talking about here today that I I would rather have on my team is Benny. Like if I'm the GM here that I'm drafting ahead of Benny ahead Snell. Of so to Benny Snell to me comes off as a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. That, that's where I see yeah, him as well. Probably. So, probably okay, so just a more of a backup running back or somebody, a situation where like you need another big guy. Maybe you have a smaller guy, you know, out there. Uh, and and it's not like fifth, well. sixth, seventh round, you know, draft picks at the running back positions have never panned out. It's, you know, it actually, it probably happens at that position more, more often than, than, you know, any other positions that we're going to talk about for fantasy relevance, but still it is a bit of an uphill climb. Yeah, for him, definitely. And uh, at that pace, getting uphill is going to take a little bit longer than most. <laughs> Moving on, Travion Williams, Texas A&M, five foot eight, two oh six, ran a four five one forty, a seven four four three cone. Look, I know, right? Look, look, a four four four. Uh, 20 yard short shuttle too which means that's not i mean what do you shave off a tenth of a second there uh it, it's bad yeah now so he's the first freshman to ever go over a thousand yards at texas a&m ever that's pretty good so that's pretty good mm-hmm. um he's probably one of the better pass catching running backs in this draft for sure he's he's actually was the best pass blocking that i thought i saw you know pretty much the entire time throughout the process uh so far anyway Oh, is a pass protection? Pass here? protection. Yeah. And yeah. he's only five foot eight, two or six. Right. He really nice. got in there and mixed it up. I mean, particularly when you watch that Alabama game, I feel like that was all he did. Like the entire game was was come in and, and do blitz pick up and and just stay in for for any sort of pass pro. Yeah, he can plant square yeah. up and get mm-hmm. like he did. Yeah, he did what well. like in the pass protection. He's there. Mm-hmm. He ran basic routes. Um, good balance, not very elusive. I saw. I thought he went down like very easily. Like he went, he was tackled pretty easily. A lot of one-handed arms. He's not and, super powerful. He's not. Now. He's not a powerful guy. I agree with that. His his money's going to come here in fantasy football is if he gets drafted in the right situation to be the pass catcher running back. He's That's a, where he is. He's explosive. He's quick. You know what I mean? Like he's one of those guys. You, you he gets through the line quickly. You know what I mean? You were saying Benny Snell. It, he's slow through the hole. This guy, like he, he shoots right through. So. 
I think I think I agree with you. His his best role will probably be a third down pass catching type of guy. Just you know, he, he's good at the pass pro. He's good at, at catching passes. What bad the things he's not good at is probably running through the tackles and, and lowering a shoulder. So I mean, that all spells, especially in the NFL where guys are bigger and faster, pass pass catching type of back for me. Which there's roles for him. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. He could be. A, I mean, again, scheme. Like where he's somebody, if he lands in the right spot, he's going to be jumping up. He's going to be a high second round pick in the right scheme in the right system. And I know that his his three cone and twenty yard were bad, which which doesn't. I thought they were really bad. Well, they for were. for his agility, but I thought on tape at least he was able to make not not the big cuts where he's like juking guys out of his shorts out of their shorts or anything, but just an, enough of a cut where he, where he's getting through the holes and and. and 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 not taking big shots or anything like that. So I didn't think it was that that his agility was better, I think, on tape than his numbers from the you know, the drills would say. He's intriguing. I, I, I know they're not the same player, but I would love to see him in a t- uh, Tariq Cohen type role where, hey, you get five or six rushes, you get five or six catches a game, call it good. I think he would he would thrive in that type of offense. And I did I did a little digging um because uh, I was surprised to find out that he was the leading rusher in the SEC. So I looked. I looked back over the since 2006. I'm going to exclude the quarterbacks, but here's the leading rushers in the SEC: Travion Williams, Carryon Johnson, Darius Geis, Derek Henry, Cameron Artis Payne, Trey Mason, Trent Richardson, Mark Ingram, Noshawn Marino, and then Darren McFadden twice. That's all the way back to 06. All of those players have had varying levels of fantasy success and some of them have had great great success except for trey mason except for, well we had a lot of hope for trey mason i was gonna say uh, didn't tra- trey mason kind of went knucklehead yeah though. that was kind of weird but um but i mean that's a that's a pretty good list of names that if, if you were able to be successful in the sec there's probably something at the nfl level that you're going to be able to do and so i think that's going to be it for him is i think he'll be a really really good third down player yeah so let's see where he lands right now because right Again, he's a situational running back, and those guys, they got to latch on to the right system. Otherwise, they literally can disappear. One year. We mentioned earlier, Duke Johnson, one year you're running back one, then you're running back 39. So it's like where where is going to be your opportunity? Because right. you need opportunity to be a player like him. Because I don't see him as being an every-down back ever. No, no, I don't think so. He's a situational yep. runner. Mm-hmm. So, And those are kind of guys, I mean, let's be honest too. Those are kind of guys you can find – all over the place. So he's got to land in the right system where he's going to get, like Garrett said, three, that's your recurring role. Here's three to five carries. Here's three to six catches. And let's turn those into fantasy football points. Exactly. That's what I'm here for. Yep. yep. I don't know what you guys are doing this for, but I'm trying to score some points around here. Win some championships. Win some championships. Yeah. Next guy on the list. Uh, here's another guy that's pretty intriguing. Okay. Justice Hill, five foot ten. 198 pounds, ran a 4-4-40, fastest 40 of all the running backs at the combine this year. He's somebody that cuts very well. He's somebody that's elusive in the open field. He has very strong lateral movement. His jump cut is sexy. Holds on the ball really good. Only five career fumbles in his entire career. Hands are very solid. This is a guy who I know last year he only caught uh, – 13 balls, but the year before that in 2017 caught 31 footballs. So he can catch the football ran routes can be, you know, a good factor here in fantasy football. He could be a nice solid, uh, somebody that catches the football. He showed that he's capable of pass protecting for a size 
Uh, I think you say you could probably stay away from some of those bigger hits he took. Like I'd like to see him be a little bit more elusive with those jump cuts and not really run in some guys. He is a little bit smaller at 198 pounds and being five foot ten. Uh, he's got that lean body. I can see him also being a little bit more patient behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, he's a really go getter, I guess. You know, get the ball and go. I, I'd like to see him be taught to be a little bit more patient because I, I think he can if he see if he increases vision behind the line. He has the ability and the movement. To make that cut, and he's open. A, he's definitely like a threat, you know, on any carry to take at the distance. I, I, I actually think he looks at his best when he gets the ball and just goes. Uh, as a couple of runs when I saw him kind of hesitate is when he got, you know, tackled right at the line of scrimmage or behind the line of scrimmage. So, I mean, if the if the system or if the play calls for patience, yeah, maybe maybe he'll need a little bit of that. But if he gets in a system where it's, you know, grab the ball and – you know, get upfield as quick as you can. I, I think he would excel in something like that also. So it, it's one of those things where it, obviously he's not he, – at that size, he's not going to be an every-down player. So it, it, system, I think, is going to be become huge for this guy as well. I mean, because at 198 pounds, even though he did show well between the tackles, he, he's not a, he's not an inside power type of guy. He's going to have to be used on the outside a little bit more and as a pass-catching type of guy. You you mentioned that you know he he's a willing blocker, but I I think I saw on tape him get overwhelmed a few times by some of the bigger yeah he's five ten one ninety eight right so he's not stopping Von Miller there's there's an element you know to this guy that's very very intriguing he's fast he's explosive but I to me it is going to come down to fit for him and, and and opportunity I always like to talk about guys that look faster on the field than their their time showed this was actually the opposite for me. I saw quite a few runs where he would break away, and then it seemed like guys would close the gap and bring him down more often than you would think for a guy that runs a four four forty. I saw that happen two or three times where he he actually got tracked down, and I was surprised to see that uh, for a guy that had one of the best combines out of out of anybody this year, which isn't saying much. But um, I I think I think best case scenario is a poor man's job at best. I don't know if you guys remember him with Detroit. Um, I, I remember Javid before, yeah. before the concussions. Yeah, I I wanted him to be really good. Yeah, uh, well, he was, and then he got you know got his head banged. Remember his up. first game running for like oh, you know, yeah. his very first game for the Lions just had yeah. a huge monster. Like, yeah, Javid's going to be a beast, and then yep. that was it. That was like, it. The, all that, done. That was it. Like literally, that was it. Right? Wasn't it just like the one game? Like the very, his very he had first a couple game? games. Yeah, and then here and there, but like it was literally the very first hurt. game of yep. his career, and then it was like, all right, where's Bishop Ranky? Yeah, bring him on. You know, somebody wrote me the other day. Hey, I just want to let you know. Uh, his name's Bishop Sankey. <laughs> he's a new he's a new listener. New listener. I was like, <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Way back. Um that's not a bad that's not a bad comp. But again, that that's that's your number one fear. Is that could happen to Java? Exactly. Could happen to Justice Hill. Because again, I agree with Matt, he's not an every down runner. So again, where does he fall? Where does he get drafted? Where can he be used? Yeah. Uh it'd be nice too after the draft too, like It'd be, it's it's going to be easier after the draft to see where these guys land to see how they're going to be used right. and see how what system they're going to fall into or whether this be fall by the wayside. Because he, Justice Hill could be somebody that's very intriguing, like you said, Matt, where he could be a very viable option in Dynasty, definitely in the right system. Uh, or he could be somebody that just falls by the wayside and he's a sparingly used running back and we remember his name was Justice Hill. 
Because I'm st- I'm still overly worried about this 2020 class coming in and just dominating. You know, yeah, not, right. on top of the influx of talent that we've had, the running back position now. I mean, ADP right now is at its highest level ever in the first two rounds for running backs going. We have a lot of youth and talent here, and we're gonna have another influx here going into next year. So this is just a, again, I'm that's why I'm really worried about these guys. A lot of these guys we're talking about, like yeah, you know, these guys are nice in the right system, right scheme. And here we're going to be talking about 2020. I'm like, oh, I like this guy, this guy, I this think, guy, this I think guy. I think it's a really good point, Rich. Um, and we probably haven't made it enough. I, I, mean, I think we should probably remind them, remind the listeners, you know, a few more times throughout this process to not get too, too high on these guys because what's coming behind them might might just push push these some of these guys that are so, so talents just right off the board. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's, mm-hmm. it's, that's why I'm not overly in love with these guys. Uh Let's move on to another guy here, Ryquel Armstead out of Temple. 5'11", 220 pounds, ran a 44540, uh, 7.023 cone, a 4.29 short, 20 short shuttle. He's a good-sized runner at 5'11", 220 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, who runs, runs low. He's a one-cut runner. He's a power runner. He's got good speed for his size. He's somebody that needs more patience behind the line. Uh, <laughs> and I underline that really big. He does not catch the ball, only 29 career uh, catches. His lateral movement's not that great. Um, not good at pass protections. He's he's my – dude, he's Isaiah Correll. I'm telling you, that's my comp. I mean, I was like, this guy – I was like, who does he remind me of watching him run? I'm like, he reminds me of Isaiah Correll. Like, the way he just run in the back of his yeah. linemen, the way he just runs so quick. And then I, so I went up, I looked at Isaiah Correll's size. They're literally the exact same size, too, <laughs> when it comes to measurables. It's crazy. Uh, I think Crow could probably catch the ball a little bit better than him, maybe even pass protect a little bit, a little bit better than him. But, again, he falls in the category, likely better team player than fantasy player. This guy is not offering you fantasy football points. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, there was one run where he literally, like, you, you saw him, like, push his lineman out of the way because he's <laughs> like, bro, I, I need to get going. Yep. Um, he just – he was he was relentless. Um, yeah, I mean, there there is – with the raw athleticism that he has – in the, with the right coach, he has some of those tools to be a good player. I mean, a four four five, especially for this class, is incredible at two hundred twenty pounds. So, I mean, there are some of those things: the four two nine shuttle, the seven two o two cone, uh, three cone drill. I mean, all of those things are good numbers. So, on paper, he is a good running back. But you watch, you watch him play, and you're like, you're oh, a little underwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And who's what? What are you training for, Isaiah Correll? What are you doing with that guy? Not much. He man. just signed with Oakland, and he looks like he's the guy. Is anybody jumping up and down? Anybody got balloons to blowing up? No. Anybody want a high five? Huh? Anybody? Anybody? No? Bueller? 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 No. No. Zero point zero. Thanks for coming. He does not move the needle for me, Matt. What do you think? I mean, I think he has some of the physical ability, um, and and you know, at the Senior Bowl, he did acquit himself well in, in the Kyle Shanahan offense, which is you know, you basically press the line, get your foot in the ground, and go. Which which I think is something that he could excel in if he got into the right kind of system. If he you know, but but I don't I don't see a lot of special uh, traits here. But yeah, he would excel somewhere like that. Sorry, there's no room for it. That somebody that's not drafted. He would excel in Indianapolis with that offensive line. He would excel in Dallas with that offensive line. Uh, there's a chance he probably excel in Cleveland. We're talking about teams like like. Don't the, need him. The places he's going to go, like the, we mentioned the teams that need running backs here before, like the Bills. Okay, let's go back. Let's look here. All right, the Bills. No, that's not for him. The Bucks. That's not really for him. Eagles. Definitely not for him. 
Uh, they're gonna, they're look, they just got Jordan Howard. They're looking for a pass catcher running back. Raiders, they got Isaiah Correll already. They don't need him. <laughs> they don't need. Uh, they don't need another. Texans, you know, they'd probably prefer somebody to catch the football more there. They got Deontay Foreman. Why would they even like? I'd rather gamble on Deontay Foreman. Dolphins, Kenyon Drake's way better than than he is. And then the Chiefs, they're not gonna take him. So it's like, where's he gonna go? That's gonna really move the needle for us. You know, no. I mean, if Raquel Armstead goes to the Bills, does that does he move up your draft boards that much more? Do you feel like he's the guy there? No, I mean, obviously, I mean, they have they have two veterans there in front of them, but I mean, it would, I would feel okay. I mean, it's like the both guys that are ahead of them are older than dirt, so I mean, at least anybody that goes to any of those teams are right. It's, it's going to make us feel a little bit better, but but your, your point's well receiver. Taken. I'm taking Dawson Knox at tight end. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yep, thanks for qual. But I mean, okay, so a third round. So yeah, so he's a third round flyer, right? Somebody who might get a spot start that you could spot start on your dynasty team, and maybe in a flex spot or something like that, because you know he's a big bruising running back that can get some carries. It has good speed that you're hoping he does. To Isaiah Crow, you know, where actually runs by his lineman, seven to his tuckus, and runs for eighty yards for a touchdown. And you're like, yeah, tuchus. good start by me, buddy. Uh, you don't hear that every day. Tuckus. If you listen to Howard Stern, you get a little tuckus. I don't. Well, I do. All right. <laughs> uh, moving on, Alex Barnes, Kansas State, six foot two twenty six, four five nine forty, with a six point nine five three cone, uh huh, and a four point one zero twenty. Yeah. Now those are really agile numbers. Yeah, not to mention those thirty four bench reps, thirty eight and a half inch vertical, man, one hundred twenty six inch. Um, uh, what you call it? What? Broad, broad jump, broad jump. Sorry, I'm, I'm not. You're not getting. Broad. You're not picking up what I'm dropping with this this hand motion. What's that supposed to mean? It's a jump. That's broad. Mm-hmm. Oh, broad. Oh, that's a jump. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Anywho, he's somebody that I knew his numbers going into his combine numbers before I even watching the tape. And as I was watching his tape, I was like, oh, where do these combine numbers come from? Because like I didn't see it. Like on tape, this is weird. So like. So I go in to watch Alex Barnes tape, right? Knowing a six foot, two hundred twenty six pounds with that three cone and that twenty yard short shuttle, I'm like, this is gonna be good, some good stuff. And I'm sitting here watching and I'm going through game after game. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a bad game, right? I'm like, okay, let's go to the next game. All right, man, they, this is just a bad game. And I'm watching him and it's like, wow, he's he's tested way better than his tape shows. I mean, he wasn't used a lot in the passing game, but when he did, he was viable. See, 20, um, 20 catches, yeah. It wasn't bad. It's just at times, I just I came with this. I mean, he doesn't have a big burst. I just came away like he was like lumbering behind the line of scrimmage. That's what I was like. I was like, what word can I describe here? So he's just lumbering behind the line of scrimmage. I, I was going in here. I, I'm not going to admit it. I was going in here like this is going to be You want to be excited. This is going to be my guy. Oh, actually, like, I actually liked him a little bit more. This is going to be my – and I'm not mm-hmm. – I'm. I'm not using this as to be a downer on him either, but like I expect to come away like okay, you know, there's always like last year I was big on carry on. Like after watching the right. tape, I came in this, yeah. I was like I was bigger on carry on than most in the biz. I was like, listen, I like carry on a lot. I was like, he's gonna be a first rounder. This guy's got some Le'Veon Bell to his game. Like I like him. I thought Alex Barnes is my my sneaky carry on this year because I'm looking for that next sneaky guy that's like a little bit lower now that's gonna be the next guy up here. There isn't one, man. I know. Well, right. <laughs> I'm trying. Here. Miles so, Sanders. We already talked about him last <laughs> Oh, yeah. Blood flow. Um, so he's just not – he's not dynamic. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a dynamic runner. Like, he's got good size. He's I th- got I decent he, speed. I thought he ran with some patience, though. I mean, I know that you're saying lumbering. I thought he actually did run with a little bit of patience, and that's why he looked a little bit slow through the hole. 
But I mean, I, I felt like he burst. I, I thought he saw. I thought I saw a little bit of burst when he was going through those holes. That, I didn't see burst. No? I saw lumbering. All right. I just your eyes were deceiving you. But or, I don't, or mine, or one. I don't think he's a bad right. running back. Like, yeah. so okay. So if he lands on one of these teams, like I'm intrigued. Like, okay, like okay, do I risk my first round? Like, do I take him over Paris? Like, so. Oh, he, I don't think he's a first round type of guy. No, no, no. But yeah. no, not NFL. But like, if he goes to the like, no, I mean, I don't, Raiders, I don't think in your in your dynasty draft you should be taking him in the first round. You but. consider him like the, at pick twelve, like if he's like a in a really good spot. Yeah, you know, like he would have to be a really good like spot. the Bucks. Then maybe, but I don't know. It he's would not be, get drafted. In no. He's one of the most upright runners I've ever seen. Like he he might be taller than six foot when he runs somehow. Like he looks like <laughs> did you ever watch uh, Friday Night Lights? He no. looks like Tim Riggins, like the this make believe running back that's like actually a fullback. Like that's what he that's what he looked like. He was just so straight up and down. There was no like he just looked so stiff up there. Lots to hit when you're standing yeah, straight I, up like that. Yeah. I it it makes me nervous. Hey, he's a weird he's a weird prospect, man. I just Again, the numbers jag. are beautiful. Numbers he's, are beautiful. He, he's a jack. Yeah, the numbers are everything tests well. All the like on paper, you're like, okay, this is something I get excited about. And then you watch the tape, and you're like, I'm not excited at all. Like it was the most. I'm gonna out of all the tape I watched this like over the last week, it was the most boring tape I watched out of everybody. I purposely don't look at their forty until afterwards. Like I looked at them initially, so I, I some of them I knew going into it, but I, I for whatever I couldn't remember his forty, but I didn't, I didn't see slow because I, I didn't want it to like you know warp my. He's not slow. Yeah, okay. no, he had some good run. Like he had some good. It's just he's very like monotone. You know what I mean? It's like here I go. All right. You know there there's no di- there's no big burst here. There's no here I am. You know big kid that runs. Well, I mean, again, the numbers test well, but if I'm just going off tape, which is the only thing I ever go off of, I'm not impressed. Like, I like him. I like him. I'd put him, like, right in the middle of the pack. You know what I mean? Like, here's another jag. Like, to me, if I'm looking at him and Damian Harris, I don't know. There's not much compare. Like, there's not much difference to me. All right. I like Damian Harris better. But. Oh, sorry, I take Harris. Well, yeah, I would too, but I'm saying they're not. Like, well, they're not super far apart. You're not talking about, like, miles and leaps combined like gotcha. you know like yeah, yeah. to me like okay like daryl henderson like you love daryl henderson he's your number two overall back i mean okay number three well, and actually i moved him down to four you guys talked me into it All i right. switched him and sanders right, see, good. peer pressure this happens you do a podcast speaking of peer pressure i've had a bunch of people tweet at me like hey when you uh when you change in your uh your twitter handle there <laughs> when you yeah. get that done they're like you're gonna you're gonna, you gonna change that yeah hey, you probably get more followers you know, underscoring <laughs> over in those Come on, Dynasty G. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was thinking about actually. That does have a good ring to yeah, it. it. I like uh, Dynasty Price. I was like, ooh, Price. Like, you get some articles. Ooh, it's like, ooh, Price Check. You know oh. what I mean? Like, oh, oh the yeah. Price is wrong, but. The, dy- the Dynasty Price Check with Garrett Price. Nice. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, look I at th- you, you marketing. You branded genius. it. You, you branded it well. I thought about this drive another day. I'm like, oh, like, dude, that, that Twitter handle's <laughs> terrible. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you do? I was like, oh. I was like, Dynasty Garrett. I was like, no, it's going to confuse people. Like, it's a two R's, two T's. Like, it's too confusing. Maybe we need to do a poll. Maybe that's what I need to do. A poll on Twitter. Dynasty Price. I'm telling you, that's it. Dynasty Price. The Dynasty Price check with Garrett Price. Look at that. Look at that. That's a good. I'll do like a little video vlog. It's like look, Garrett shows up with like a Dynasty t shirt and like, hey, <laughs> I like Daryl Henderson more than Miles Sanders. Look at me. You're like, oh, you're wrong. Price check. <laughs> Price check. <laughs> Price check. Uh, let's move on. Uh, 
Mike Weber, Ohio State, five foot ten, two hundred eleven pounds, ran a four four seven forty. Uh, solid one cut runner, hits the hole well, good balance, catches the ball well, good vision, lateral movement a little bit li- limited, not very shifty. Um, kind of a one speed runner. Burst is okay. Kind of got overtaken with uh, J.K. Dobbins there. Had a really good freshman year and then kind of slowed back a little bit. But then J.K. Dobbins came in along. And trust me, we're going to talk a lot about J.K. Dobbins next year because when you watch Mike Weber tape, all you really want to do is watch J.K. Dobbins. This guy can cut, and he's like sideways on the field. Like he's like literally on his ankle the way he cut. J.K. Dobbins is awesome. Yeah, like, yeah, I agree. Awesome. But like that's neither I can't wait there. Oh, he's going to be here next year, and I can't wait. I hope I get to draft him. He's one of the many running backs that's going to be so awesome to watch. And Mike Weber. He fights for extra yards, yeah, stuff like always that. Always moving he's got, forward, grinding the legs. Yeah. I, I mean, you said it. He is a one-cut runner. Uh, un, unfortunately, he was overshadowed by a better player on his own team. So, I mean, his opportunity went down as as the time you know passed, basically. But... Uh, <laughs> He's got good balance. He's good. He's good in pass pro. Like you said, I mean, he is. He's good at a lot of things. He's just not as good as J.K. Dobbins. So, I just I it's wanted a, I wanted to be higher on him. Yeah. Like he's a Buckeye. Like I wanted to like watch all the tape, and I'm like maybe maybe I remembered it wrong. Maybe maybe I just don't remember the games like they really were. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and watched. And I'm like, no, nah, that's that's exactly what nah. I remembered. Dang I it. somebody like somebody tweeted me like, oh, because I had a. Uh, Terry McLaurin and Paris Campbell, like in my first round rookie mock, and they're like, oh, like Ohio State much? I'm like, do I like Iowa too? Because I have two tight ends in the first round. And like, no, like I don't. Like, what? I've never come on this podcast in five years and ever touted like Ohio State players over anybody. And that's my place. That's my. That was my home for five years. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, but it's no. I don't no. That's like, that's like saying draft the Browns unless your name is Baker Mayfield over somebody. No, this is dynasty fantasy football. <laughs> there's no. There's one love here. And that's winning championships. My, my team. It's literally that simple. So Mike Weber, again, falls in the same category we've been talking about. We're very redundant here. Uh, all right, solid running back. Nothing special about him. Get some carries. Going to look really good next. He'd be a better XFL running back than NFL running back. That's the way I look at Mike Weber. Solid running back. Doesn't do anything great. I'm, with you. I'm with you there. Yep. yep. Uh, that was a short one. We can just move on, right? I think so. Wow, Mike Weber gets the least amount of love. Yeah, take that, Ohio State homers. Uh, now here let's get on a guy now these next couple guys we're going to talk about to me are all i think some good upside here first guy we're talking about here is bryce love now we all remember bryce love from stanford five foot nine 200 pounds um why do we all know his name because junior year he was amazing he was a heisman finalist he was second in the nation in russian with 2118 rushing yards that's not all purpose yards those are rushing. Those are rushing yards. Mm-hmm. He averaged 8.1 yards per carry and 19 touchdowns. 19 touchdowns. Six receptions, uh, not for a lot of yards there. Then came back in 18, and it was just way worse. He had 739 yards, averaged 4.5 yards per carry. I will say this, though. He was nursing ankle injury all year long. And he's a tough kid. So he was going out there. He was trying to power through it. I mean, he was a tough kid. He uh, tore his ACL. In the last game of the year, he had ACL surgery in December 18th. He's somebody that set the FBS record with 15 straight games with a rush of 30-plus yards. That's sick. It's fast. That is sick. Um, he's very fast. He's very explosive. In high school, when he was real little, they used to call him Little Mini Bolt because he was so fast. He was, uh, he was a sprinter. Uh, he's somebody that catch the ball. I mean, 
for somebody that wasn't really utilized in the passing game when he was, I thought he caught the bell well. Some drops here and there, but I think it's something that could be a, a, a strong suit of his game. He's very fast in his lateral movement. He's a better outside runner than an inside runner. Uh, he's just one of those big play committee backs. Like that's that's what he is. He's just a big time back that can accelerate very quickly. Good vision in open field here. Could cut on a dime. Good stop. He, I, I wrote all this. I mean, all the same stuff is coming out of my. I mean, good stop start ability. For me, he dances a little bit too much, and that gets him in trouble at times. But. He tries to bounce almost everything outside. But you know what, Matt? We when we see guys like that, we've that's like there's always a guy that we say like he dances a little bit too much, right? Right. I feel like a lot of that get like over the years, like just from like since we've been doing this, like a lot of that gets corrected in the NFL. Uh, yeah, you you would hope so, but the fact that he tries to almost bounce everything to the outside. Did, I mean, did you see that when you when you were watching the tape? Like the amount of stuff that yeah. seemed to be inside runs that he just would with his speed would bounce to the outside. So, I mean, I, I, I love the fact that he's got the speed, but to me, I, I want to see him kind of, you know, work his way through some holes and use some vision and stuff like that a little bit better instead of just on every opportunity bouncing something to the outside. Cause I mean, on the out, that's not going to be available as often in the NFL. The, 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 the defenders on the outside, the defenders on the field are just faster. Oh, they'll set the edge. So, uh, I I have worries that you know that that that's such a big part of his game that I that I saw. I, like I said, I haven't dug in and seen every single play of this guy's NFL. I mean his college career yet. So maybe it was just a few bad games that I saw in a row where where it really kind of set the tone in my head. But I would love to see him not necessarily banging up the middle all the time or, or, or banging in the back of his offensive line, but at the same time, you want to see him at least go where the play is designed every now and again. So it, it was a little bit discouraging, I guess, watching that part of his game. But he's got speed to kill, man. He's he's, he's a he's a definite upside, high upside type of guy. He's one of those guys that probably would have been in the conversation after Barkley last year if he would have, if he would have come out. He, he was in that conversation. I mean – your heart breaks for a kid like that because from from all accounts he's a really smart kid he's a hard worker like all of those things that you want uh got a great story um all of that stuff but he he, i I know he got hurt in the second game against usc then he hurt his ankle mid-season against notre dame then obviously um the season-ending injury and so he kept i know he kept re-aggravating from what i from the study i've done he kept re-aggravating week and week out which explains the drop in numbers it does because he looked like a completely different person like he did not look like the same like if you only watch his senior tape you're like why why are people high on this guy like i don't i don't get it terrible yeah but you watch his junior tape and you're like oh my gosh okay yeah i get it I, i get the hype and so he's probably the ultimate risk reward player in this draft yeah, I had to stop watching his 18 tape after I realized like what was going on there. I was like, "There's this is literally stupid of me." Want like there's and this maybe that maybe no that good. was maybe that was my problem because I did I think exclusively watch 2018 stuff. So maybe that maybe I'll go back. I'll study the 17 stuff and get maybe a different perspective. Oh, you're gonna be it. blown away. Yeah. It's like literally two like Garrett said. It's literally two different players. Okay. So after like so after doing some research, just not on game tape, like actually doing some research, you know, research as well. That's why you know I learned like I said you hurt his ankle week two. Banged it up again. Banged, and then kept getting hurt. Like he was, and he, from what he read, he's a real tough kid. He always wants to play. So he's trying to play through this injury. And every week he was re aggravating. I was like, okay, well, that explains some of this tape, like where this explosive, where it just lacks. I was like, let me go back to the 17 tape. 
Same thing. You fall down a rabbit hole. You're watching the 17 tape. Every game, this guy is just making big play after big play. Again, he set the FBS record with 15 straight games of a 30-plus yard run. That's just, I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That is disgusting. So he has the speed here. He's a big time playmaker. So I would like to see Bryce Love in a nice situation where he is a nice committee back here where he's going to get, I would like to see him in a, a, a true, if he falls in a situation where he's a true committee back where he's only getting 15 carries per game, I can live with that with how big of a play he can. He could be that Chris Johnson where every game he's busting off a 40 yard, 50 yard run, and a couple of those are going to go for TDs. Yeah. So. He is. I agree with Garrett. He's one of those big, big-time gambles here. And I think, you know, he's tore ACL in December. He's, and he's probably not going to be really overly that great for you until 2020. But there's a lot of upside here for something you're going to get in the second round if you're a rookie draft. Like, he's going to be locked in no matter where he goes, I think. Maybe something get real. Like maybe there's like, there's probably some truthers out there from the 2017 season. Like I'll take him into you know the championship contender team. I'll take him into 12. I don't care. Yeah, he, you might he's have in that. a good spot. You know he's in Tampa Bay. He's in a spot like that where they can wait on him for a little while. Nice high upside player here, but durability is a huge concern with him as well. He's only five foot nine, 200 pounds. He's a speedster. And that was 200 pounds weighing in at the combine after not doing anything because he's not able to do anything. So who knows if he's Truly. If he was going to be running a forty that right. day, if he's really two hundred pounds, true. He's he's a high he's a high reward, high sure. risk player, at a very volatile position. The running back, and let's face it, I mean one more injury, and he's pretty much toast at this point. I mean, with the, it's hard to say with just an ACL. He's not injury prone, but he got banged up a lot at school. So the way we got to look at it, I mean. Again, ACL was at the very end of the year, the very last game, almost the last carry of the game because he was going to take off the senior, the bowl game regardless. Right. Then, he told, then he tore his ACL. So it's just a real bummer for him here. Uh, but somebody I would like to get a couple shares of here in the second round of my rookie drafts. You yeah, know? definitely. Mm-hmm. And I, we mentioned where the run, like with the tight end, the deep, the deeper tight end class and the deeper receiver class, he's gonna, he's he could be a guy that where he gets drafted could kind of fall by the wayside and kind of end up in the mid to possibly late second round of your rookie draft and a nice stash there. So he intrigues me. I Again, you're talking about two different players and which one are you going to get, right? And I'm going to go ahead and gamble on the natural talent of what he's been showing on tape before and try and hopefully it's just like the injury bug. Kind of like, you know, like James Conner, Matt. Remember how we said James Conner, like, it's going to the same thing. How we mentioned, like, oh, yeah. don't look for James Conner even right away to come out as Le'Veon's backup to come out and produce right away. He needs time to recover and get back in the thing with the ACL, the chemo, all that. Like, it's going to take time. I feel the same way at Bryce Love. I feel like Bryce Love would be a nice goodbye. Even if you let somebody else draft him, then going into the 2020 season as that draft type, you know, gets really, really explosive. He's in the right situation. Then you make a move for Bryce Love. Yeah, that's when you do that because he's. I don't think he's going to show. The odds of him producing an all here in the 2019 season are going to be pretty slim to none. Mm-hmm. So it's a long-term investment for a guy like him. Two more guys here to talk about. Uh, next guy, Devine Ozigbo out of Nebraska. Six foot, 219 pounds. Didn't run a 40. Uh, so, But he looked – his speed wasn't like an over-concern for me on watching the tape. And he was on a bad team. I mean, that's one thing I was watching. I was like, man, this team is shitty. Like watching Nebraska, <laughs> like watching his tape, I was like, man, this is a bad – team but he's one of those guys that wasn't a starter at all until his senior year 
And he was somebody that went up to uh, his coaching staff. He was like, listen, dude, I want to be used a little bit more. What do I need to do? And like, you need to get in better shape. So he worked really hard into his senior season, got his opportunity. When he got his opportunity, he seized it. So much where the running back who was a starter lost his scholarship because he was a pouty pants, and he quit the team and got lost his scholarship, got booted off the team. And he's got good feet for his size. That's I know, Matt, you, you didn't get a chance to watch a lot of tape I didn't him, dig so in, so I'm going to be – We're going to keep Matt on the side here. This yep. is me and Garrett conversation. This right is on. A, B, C, however that went. <laughs> a, B, C your way. Yeah. See your way out. See your way out. See there you next you Tuesday, Matt. Okay? Because <laughs> when we podcast on Tuesday. So I'll see you next Tuesday, okay? Um, but Garrett, for his, like a guy of his size, a six foot two nineteen, like I came up and say, he's got pretty good feet, you know? One runs really strong through the tackles. Like you're not arm tackling this guy at all. Um lot, he also here's what's weird too. Like he lined up outside, like not even like in the slot, like on the outside. Like he lined up at the receiver position a lot. Yeah. I was like, oh, here's another play. He's lined up the receivers. They're going to throw him the ball. They barely threw the ball. Like, when they did, he would catch the football. Yeah. But, like, for how much this guy lined up outside, like, you thought, like. He was a receiver. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude. No. I would say 20% of the plays he runs, he was lined up outside. Like, it was a lot. Like, I came away really. So I underlined it. I was like, this dude lines up a lot outside. So, he, but he is capable there. Um, His lateral movement's not bad. His burst is eh. But again, he falls in that category for like what I saw. He he's intriguing in the right spot. Again, he's somebody that has the capability to play at the running back at the next level, one hundred percent. Six foot two nineteen and moves pretty well for his size. Yeah, and uh, the the reason we didn't have a forty on him is he didn't he didn't get invited to the combine, and so he's got he's got that chip on his shoulder of wow they that that's what they think of me. But his pro day. Um, and I was trying to look it up as we were talking here, what the, what the time was. I thought I wrote it down, but I didn't, I believe it was, it was in the, in the mid four fives. So for a guy that big to be running in the mid four fives, it's, it's pretty impressive. I wrote from this watching his tape. I was like, his speed looks good enough to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's surprising how quick he moves for a guy that big. And so he, uh, he's definitely a guy that's intriguing. Um, hate to hate to be redundant, but you know, he's another one of those guys, right situation. He's got enough tools to maybe accidentally get a job. Yeah, I think you're gonna like his tape, Matt. I think it's gonna be you're gonna like it. Okay, this isn't bad. The way he the way he moves in and out of those tackles, it, it's like he's smooth, right? Mm-hmm. And again, I thought his team was really, really bad. Yeah. So like I would like to see him here's the like I thought if like okay, flip the switch. Like if he was on Alabama, right? You put Damian Harris in there. You know, I think I thought maybe like he might be able to outperform Damian Harris on a better team. Like I thought his opportunity was a bad opportunity. Yeah. Like, again, to the point where they had, they did they had to line him up outside a lot. Martinez throwing the ball. Left. I mean, just all over the place. I, it was just a crap show that he was around. And when he but when he did get the opportunity, like I came away like that was a good run. That yeah. was a good run. Oh, that was a good run. You know, like solid. So. He's he, going to be a chunk play guy too. He's not going to to hit a lot of home runs, but I could see a lot of those like ten yard, twelve yard, fifteen yard. Like, oh man, like that was that was a good play. He didn't break it, but but that was that was a good helpful play for my team. Yeah, I would like him. Like again, so I said last week, I, I'm bigger on the Bills than most. Most people poo poo on the Bills all they want. I like what they're building there, and I like what they're doing on offense. I think he would be a really you know. I think he would fit in Playing the Bills. No, nice. Yeah. yeah, I would like him on the Bills. Yep, like. I think it'd be a right, nice, smooth fit. 
They get somebody out there and maybe catch the football too. Um, maybe he can be viable. I, I can see him catching screens off of Josh Allen like, yep. out there. I think, again, I think he's viable in that category. He's a very intriguing running back. If he gets drafted in the right situation, I would move him up as high in his class. Again, if he was drafted the Bills, I would take him high in the second round of my rookie draft because I think the opportunity is yeah. there. And he'd be one of those guys that's just – you know, hashtag two to three year window, probably not an overly long career uh, when it comes to dynasty fans football. But for those couple of years, you'd get some really good usage out of him. I think he's a nice banger. I think he can do it inside. And I think with that speed, he can actually do some outside running as well. Yep. Really intriguing. He gets a star next to his name. He's on my draft board for these running backs where I would draft him. Uh, if like I had a good team and he fell to me late in the second round in the right situation, I'd feel really good about that coming away out of there. Like, oh, I got, you know, I got. Paris Campbell and I got Devine, uh, Devine Ozigbo. Like, oh, this is pretty. I'm feeling good about this so, right now. So while I was sitting over here doing nothing, I, I pulled up his his pro day results, and he, he ended up weighing in at 222 pounds. 222. And he he ran Changes. in the high four or five range. Is all I could get. I couldn't find anything okay. else. But he had 19 reps on the bench and a 37 inch vertical. So at least we we're filling in some of the yeah. numbers there. And 37 and inches. That's that's not bad. That's actually a pretty explosive number. Yeah. And and. You know, for a guy that size to be running anywhere in the four or fives, it's a really good time. Yeah, six foot two twenty two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a big boy. And I'm telling you, way the way he moves ladder with his feet, his quick feet, for a guy his size, right? It's pretty nice. Like yep. he's a mm-hmm. real again. When we talk about intriguing prospects. Like again, Mike Weber, I can cross him off my board. You know what I mean? Like I don't want anything to really do with him. Uh, no thanks for me. Reichel Armstead, no thanks. Alex Barnes, and eh, maybe Benny Benny Snell. No thanks. Travion Williams, it's got to be the right situation. Devin Singletary, no thanks. Damon Harris, yeah, I'll take him. Daryl Henderson, most likely not for me. Uh, he falls in a category, again, I'm really intrigued at. But there's a lot of runs we were talking about. Even Rodney Anderson. You know what I mean? There's guys we're talking about in this category. But he's somebody that you should pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Last guy we're going to talk about to, here before we get out of here is Alexander Madison. Yeah. Uh, this is somebody that uh, Garrett told me I had to watch his tape, so I did. Uh, Boise State, five foot eleven. 221 pounds, ran a 46740, 7.3 uh, three cone, 4.29 20-yard sh- short shuttle. Uh, do those numbers really impress you? No. But this is a guy, when you watch his tape, now it's complete opposite of Alex Barnes, right? Yeah. You look at those numbers and you're not like, oh, okay. But then you watch his tape, you're like, oh, he's pretty good. Like, he's not a bad runner. Now, his 467 does show. Because mm-hmm. he's not a big play runner. Uh, a matter of fact, he only had nine plays over 15 yards in all of 2018. He's a hurdling machine. Well, at least he tries to. Like he yeah. tries to be. Yeah, he he thinks he's a crack kid, <laughs> right? Like he's over here drop kicking fools he, left and he right. Kick some dude right in the sternum, trying to, <laughs> trying to jump over him. Multiple him. dudes in the sternum, dude. I'm like, dude, oh, how many, I'm like, dude, maybe you shouldn't try and hurdle somebody because you're not hurdling them all. Like you're literally crack kicking these you're dudes not, right in the stern. Yeah, you're, you're break a collarbone you're here, not Chuck Norris. There, man. Calm down there. But he's got good vision. He does. He's pretty shifty. Uh, runs with good power. Catches the ball really well. Uh, he can pass protect. Good balance. One cut runner. Bounces off arm tackles left yeah. and right. Like he's a solid dude. He gets better as the game goes on too. I feel like he he starts wearing guys down. Yep. He's a. Th- I have it right here. Last thing I wrote. He's a steady three down grinder. Mm-hmm. But somebody you have on the field for all three downs. Yep. 
That's it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You nailed it, man. You pretty much. You, come on, come on, Garrett. I, no, this is your guy. This is my. I, yeah, I, I gotta let, pound the table. I was letting you go for it. Right. I appreciate it. Yep. I, you know. Yeah. So I do have to give a little credit. Uh, one of one of our writers, Jordan Richards. He was the one that was like, "Hey, wa- watch this guy." I told. Just, I, I actually saw him on, on Twitter today. Tell you to to keep it down. Yeah. Now not, he told me to shut up. Not and, and now it's on the much. podcast. Yeah, no. so, whoops. Uh, hopefully none of his league mates are listening. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so he was the one that was kind of like, yeah, this this guy's pretty special. Like you need to you need to take a a, a bigger look. And I was like, ah, okay. Like I hear that all the time. Like everybody has their guy. And they're sure, like, right. Oh, you should look at this guy more. You should. Look at... And so I was like, okay, whatever. And I started watching. And I was like, holy cow! Like I'm I'm on the I'm on the bandwagon. Like I'm I'm on I'm on his team. I mean, there was literally a run. Um, what his run against Wyoming was one of the one of the greatest runs I've seen this season. I mean, he just. He, he he broke a couple tackles inside, hurdles a guy, lands in the end zone. I mean, it was just just one of those highlight film type runs that um, that is just breathtaking. And then against uh, uh, Air Force, I don't know if you guys saw this or not. There was a run against Air Force where this DB comes up and tries to make a tackle, does not make the tackle, and literally he drags him for seven yards. <laughs> like I, I had to one. go back and I even showed my wife, who knows nothing about football. I was like, babe, what? Watch this play. And she's dying laughing because this poor guy's just hanging on for dear life, just being dragged behind Madison. Well, to be fair, he's a future pilot. So. <laughs> that's, just, that's true. That's true. But, um, no, I will I will absolutely um, pound the table for this guy all day. I have him at seven overall right now, and it feels too low. He might – he'll probably sneak into my top five. Like, I love you this like guy. You like him that much? I, I love this guy. Okay. I like him. But his speed's a concern. It is. I mean, I'm, I, he's a, yeah. And here's the thing: when you do watch him too, like almost every team he played, besides like Air Force, Troy, like ended in state. Like you're watching like Mississippi State, Oklahoma State. Like not well, not, not even Oklahoma, but you know, like it was a, not, yeah, you Wyoming. Know, like yeah, yeah. You know, that, that it's was it's not great competition. San Diego State. I watched that game. <laughs> yeah, you know, Iowa Diego. State. He played. Uh, so for classy. me. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's a, he. I do. I like his tape. I think he's you know he's got a motor. Uh, he runs aggressive. He runs well. Uh, Angry. His tape. His tape looked faster than at four six seven. I wrote that. I wrote that on there. Play, yeah. He plays faster than his four point six time. What indicate? Yeah, I, for sure. Like I thought for sure he played faster on tape than mm-hmm. what it was there. But I'm not pounding the table for him. Uh, I'm not even. I definitely not going top five because he falls again. He falls in that category of, I think you could do better next year. Probably. But, but I like, but I like him, but do like, do what, do I like his upside over guy like Ronnie Anderson? No. You know, do I like his upside over, you know, am I going to gamble on Bryce loves home run explosiveness or a guy like Alexander Madison who's a little slower. You know what I mean? Again, and I, I don't mind, I don't mind guys that are like that physical in college. But again, when you're that physical in college, that doesn't always translate. You know what I mean? Again, sure. Leonard Fournette was dominating physically in college. You can't dominate physically in the end. You know what I mean? It's different. You know, I, I like the I like the home. I'd rather take the more explosive, agile guy speed. over a guy like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not. To me, he's intriguing. Can he be good? Yes. I like this tape, and I'm with you. Like, I appreciate you putting me on him because now he's up my boards here. Sure. But I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to pound a table for him. I'm not going to move that high. Uh, I think, you know, a guy like Ozipo, He's got to be in your top 10, though, right? 
Um, I got. I got. Please, look at my, I got. Look at my rant. I mean, he's close because there's other guys like. You know, he's just he's just as intriguing to me as a guy like Daryl Henderson, who you love. You right. know what I mean? But right. like, I think Ozigbo honestly has a higher ceiling really? than Madison personally. Hmm. Um, I think Bryce Love has a higher ceiling than him. Uh, oh, Bryce he, Love has a higher ceiling than almost yeah, everybody. I you know when it comes to fantasy football, you know in the right system, Justice Hill, Trayvon Williams might be. Now again, that system landing there. Uh, I like Rodney Anderson better than him. Damian Harris is pretty close. Uh, obviously, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, you know, uh, are there too. So yeah, he's probably right. Yeah, he's probably right now, right around, yeah, that nine ten say range, eight nine ten somewhere, okay. somewhere in there. Yeah, so it's nothing crazy. I can live with that. I can live but with we're, that. We're saying this, so to be honest, in a really bad running back class, right? So you're number eight, nine, ten in a terrible Is class. Number eighteen next year. So we're sitting here saying, okay, yeah, he's running back. Ooh, dude. Even going your point, right? Let's go to your point. He's my running back six, right? Like, dude, yeah, dude. Madison, Alexander, Madison at Boise State. You see that field? How blue it is? Not like my uh, crystals. You know what I mean? Things are released. You have Jesus. for him as running back number six overall. But if we're looking at overall dynasty big board, you know what I mean? I'm taking Haskins over him. I stopped listening after release. <laughs> if you want to start I'm again, taking, I can. <laughs> I'm taking. Kyler Murray over him. I'm taking four tight ends over him, at least four tight ends over him. Yes. I'm taking 12 receivers over him easily. So we're at what? We're at prospect. He's a third round pick. He's a third round guy. He's yeah. a third round pick. In a he'll rookie. probably be second for me, but 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 it's because he's my guy. But you yeah, for most people, it'll be third round. He's, so he's a third round pick in a not overly deep rookie class. That's going to kind of be like one of those rookie classes that's the hiccup class that you don't – some really good players that's top end, some guys that are serviceable, guys that are like – even some of these receivers that I like, you know, wide receiver threes, you know, guys that are on your roster that you don't cut, that you do utilize, but not an overly fantastic I, I would feel pretty good getting him in the third round, though, wouldn't you? I mean – Yeah, but that's why he's yeah, a third round – that's yeah. why, yeah, he's a high th- – he is. He's a high third round yeah. pick that when – ex- we. We all have those guys in the third round. When you come away from your rookie, you're class, just getting right? your guy at that how many, point. Yeah. yeah, how many rookie club drafts do you come away every single year? And you're like, yeah, dude, I feel good about this class, dude. I got, I got Paris Campbell, I got a Zigbo, I got Madison. You know, this is feeling good. And then 2021, you're looking at your class like, man, that was kind of, huh? <laughs> you know, I got to bring Madison up on my, my uh, for my taxi squad. I got to put my roster. Like, who do I cut? Like, oh man, <laughs> I don't know about this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. God, I really liked him coming out too. It's like, okay, like Chad Hansen, right? Like I like Chad Hansen a lot coming out. Here. <laughs> Chad Hansen's free. He's free as a bird right now. No, he's not. Look, I picked him up because Jor- Jordy Nelson retired, and I picked up Chad Hansen just, to rub, it, right in, just to rub it into you. You were rubbing anything into me. All right? Trust me, <laughs> I, I make. Cut, you, I, I saw make you. Cuts, I, no I saw you drop the other day. I was like, I'm picking him up. It was. I was like, I don't want to. I was like, he could pick. I'm like, you tell no. Rich, just come to come your realist. You know, that's a bad thing to do. Is like when you get stubborn about the players you draft in dynasty and you won't cut them because you're like, okay, here it is. This listen, is the year. After three years, that's why you have a taxi squad because you can make that decision. Hey, it's time to come to the party, stay at the party, or it's time to leave the party. All right. Yep. Listen, Chad, I was a fan of the tape. 
I thought the upside when we talked about Chad, like there was upside because he only did it for one year. Chad's just bounced around too a little bit. So yeah, he's a loose cannon. <laughs> what do you mean he's a loose cannon? That makes him sound like he's crazy. Uh, loose in the caboose, you know what I mean? Right. Picking up when I'm laying he, down over there. He gets around. Masavi gets around a little bit there. Uh, so for me, all these running backs again, they're nice guys. I mean, every how we're done with this episode. Who in the right situation? This. It was a very redundant episode, but a lot of these guys fall into the very similar category. Yeah. They're not all similar players, but I think uh, position or, or, or landing spot's going to really determine. Yeah. It wasn't here to give lot. you a boring podcast and be like, oh, do these guys even know they're talking about? Like, oh, well, in the right situation, anybody could be really good. No, it's this draft class. The running back situation's weak, okay? Yep. Yep. We told you the running back situation would be really weak in 2018. You know, when we told you to sell all these 19 picks. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the year, we're like, oh, maybe this 19 class isn't as bad as it, we thought it was. But just like everything, even some players, it's coming back full circle. Yep. Okay? This class is not as good as we thought it was going to be. At, now, least, at least running back. There, I mean, at running a, back. At yeah. receiver, there's some prizes. Yeah. Some surprises. Even at tight end, there's just some prizes. But it comes to running back class, it's as weak as somebody's mom's knees. Not my mom's or any of your guys' mom's. Jeez, yeah. And none of our listeners' mom's either. No, it's just that that person. That but you we all know. know a guy <laughs> Jesus. who has a friend. Oh, man. And we all know their mom. And let's say she was overly friendly. Jesus. Staying it lightly. <laughs> Where right. the hell do you come up with this crap, man? Facts of life. All right. All right? Yeah. Trudy, yeah. facts of life. I know the, I know the show. Do you know the song? Uh-huh. I don't. Something in my head to kind of just facts alive. Let's not sing, man, please. Oh, I'm a terrible singer. Okay. All right. If, there was, if I auditioned for American Idol, I'd come in dead last. As you should. Or top model, I'd come in last, too. <laughs> what else would I come in last? Dead sexy. Oh, say, pronouncing G's at the end of I-N, <laughs> I'd come in last place, too. It's my number one criticism. Why does it do put a G at the end of, I don't know. Can't help it. Let's move on. Let's we'll be just, back next week. Let's right? just keep this running. <laughs> let's just keep it running. Run, running. How does that sound? Running. Yeah, you're getting there, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking classes, you know, trying to be somebody in the fantasy world. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be back next week talking dynasty rookie receivers. Things are about to get real nice up in here. A little right? juicy. We've got some guys to talk about. Because mm-hmm. to me, there's a tier, right? Yep. There's tier one. Josh Jacobs, A.J. Brown, Hakeem Josh Butler. Jacobs. Oh, oh, overall. I thought you meant a receiver. I was like, no, no, tier. We've already moved him? No, Josh. <laughs> Those running back classes so bad. And Nikhil here. They're just going to be all receivers. So, <laughs> and I'm telling you, I am very close to putting Miles tier- Sanders in that tier, too. Okay. Like, me personally. All right. But then there's a drop, right? Mm-hmm. Then then there's the drop, you know, because people think, we said DK Metcalf, David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, TJ Hawkinson, Noah Fant. Uh, that's a tier, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the three of these receivers are guys that you can build a franchise around. And some of these guys in the right situation could be wide receiver ones. And we're going to get into those guys next week. We're going to talk about them. Yep. I can't wait. Uh, Got a text today right before in the air that our our server issue that we've been having with the new ranking system has potentially been resolved. And we're going to give it a couple days. You You just leave it as potential. Do not jinx it. Pat, it's been a year. Yep. Okay. If we had a child when we first announced our new ranking system, that kid would be talking, walking, giving you the bird, all kinds of things. He'd be potty trained already. 
He'd have went through the whole thing. Potent- no, one year no. on potty training. No way. Well, Not even kid, close. My kids were. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let's try. Uh, so that means last nerd standing can be up here within the next week by this weekend and our new ranking systems. And our new ranking system is going to be sexy. That's like me. what I keep hearing. <laughs> I, talk it, is, it is totally going to be sexy. But you get the same text, it's right? It's done. Yeah, I, told, I, I did. Yeah. Gary, did you get the text? Nope. Oh, good. Well, left out. Cool kids only. Uh, so that's potentially coming here on the horizon by next week. Trust me, we'll do all kinds of tweets, all kinds of videos. I can't wait to talk about last nerd standing. It's been a month. You gonna shoot a little video? Yeah, I'm gonna shoot a little. I'm gonna do a little video, uh, and I'm gonna do a thing where, like, if you retweet it, like, I'm gonna give a couple spots away, like free entries to nice. like, last nerd standing. Uh, if you retweet the video. Uh, so we'll be back here for that next week. In the meantime, if you want to follow us on Twitter, talk about some of these rookies or talk dynasty, you can follow me on Twitter at dynasty rich. I'm at dynasty Matt. And for now I'm at GMP underscore 33. No wonder you don't have that many followers. <laughs> Just start following dynasty price, right? No, not yet. We, we might, might, we might do a Twitter poll. <laughs> Cause you said dynasty G. I kind of liked that dynasty too, G. but then you have the whole branding thing with dynasty price. Well, dynasty and, G's not bad either. I mean, the problem is, it makes me sound a lot more act, good. That's somebody else sure. is going to yeah. steal these Twitter <laughs> handles real quick. I know. Like, I'm not going to have any of them. <laughs> like, hey, <laughs> dynasty G thing. <laughs> Just a price name. <laughs> price check. Hmm. Um, so in the meantime, of course, you just see if you want to follow us, Twitter handles, he puts out articles all the time. Just follow at dynasty nerds. We retreat them. We tweet them out. That's why you follow the account. Uh, make sure you check out dot every single day for the great articles that Jordan puts out, that Michael Warno puts out, that Jordan puts out, that John Dement puts out, that all Art Glosser everybody puts out. And Garrett, I just said that he puts out. No, you didn't. Wait, he doesn't put out. You call him a prude. <laughs> you said Jordan twice. I do have two kids. All right, there you yeah, go. Yeah, so there you go, right. dude. <laughs> I'm trying to have a conversation with Garrett over here. You're being freaking rude. I know. Such a nosy person sometimes. I know. I know. Um, that is me. Make sure to check out the Facebook group. I appreciate it. A lot of good stuff going on there. You can buy a t-shirt. Uh, you can leave us a rating and review on iTunes. That'd be sweet, right? Rich, you love those things. It helps the podcast out more than you realize. But in the meantime. No, it just strokes your ego also. Well, it's not to stroke my ego. <laughs> I like people to support the podcast. I like, I like to know that people are listening, man. I know this. That we're doing a good job. All right? If we weren't doing a good job, what the hell is the point of the whole thing? Stroke, stroke, stroke. All this. <laughs> now you got me feeling good. Don't, you better stop now because otherwise it's going to get real crazy. I get erupted here. All right. So we'll be back next week. Talk about wide receivers, pervy McGurvy. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.